Hello in TV land. <laughs> My name is Hayden, and this is Across the Stars. I'm Sebastian Rickerhoff, and this is... <laughs> Rowan Wood! And as our guest Hayden mentioned, this is Across the Stars, where if it's Star Wars, we cover it. We cover it. We do indeed. Anyway, um, yeah, so this episode is going to be one, uh, another one, or I'm not going to have much to say, uh, but I'll still be here because I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. Um, but before but we, b- before we get to the main topic of the episode, um, we have a guest today who has never been on the podcast before. That would be Hayden. And you know what we do with guests who haven't been on the podcast before? They introduce Hayden, themselves. Hayden, you got to give us your wonderful Star Wars story. Yes. How you got into it and... You know, all your maybe a highlight pick of experience. That's actually a tough one. I think the very first time I ever encountered Star Wars was at a Legoland, um, (laughs) where I found the uh, Anakin's Anakin Starfighter set, the old one, and uh, my dad tried to explain Star Wars to me in some weird, half-assed way that he didn't didn't quite understand. Um, And it was pretty cool. And then. From there, we watched episode four just because he wanted me to fully understand it, and I was hooked. Um, it was actually a long, long time until I saw episode five and six, and then <laughs> then I found the prequels. <laughs> you know how that usually goes. But um, but yeah, that must have been ooh, that must have been eleven years ago now. So I've, sure. I've been yeah, been into Star Wars for quite some time. Uh, pretty neat uh yeah no that's good stuff hayden and i actually met or well we met in school but <laughs> we the one of the first things we ever talked about was how great uh lego star wars the complete saga was and i have a vivid memory of being in history class oh, talking yeah. about it with him. <laughs> yeah. yep that's that's so that's on the topic of star wars video games and the reason that Rowan won't be talking much today is because he's not much of a gamer himself. And today we will be talking about Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I'll do my best to sort of explain the story. Uh, Hayden, I don't know how much of it you've played, and then we'll talk about multiplayer and whatnot after that, and the game as a whole. Um, so, uh, are, you, are we all ready to uh, talk about it? Yes. So, uh, I remember, you know, I came out and that night Hayden, I was sitting in a PS4 party with Hayden and he was pretty excited about playing because Hayden pre-ordered it. And uh, I got to hear all of his first reactions. Um, and Hayden, would you like to explain what the first mission is, your sort of introduction to this oh, game? Because it's... That's, <laughs> I'm not sure right off the bat. what happens. And so the first thing you're doing, you launch the game and immediately you're hunting down not rebels but just survivors of a military strike on an entire planet all they did was live and you're supposed <laughs> to go slaughter them because why not it's, it's right after the explosion of alderaan you're you yep. play as a, a, a thai pilot who yeah, is sent to, to take one. out the refugees escaping refugees. from alderaan <laughs> which is quite the way to start the game um, yeah so the story basically revolves around this guy who, def- uh, or you know, around it starts off. This guy defects from the Imperials. He goes and he joins the Rebels, and um, 
his sort of like right hand woman um is still with the imperials and then four years later this guy his name was james james uh, works with the rebels to create this super uh the super starship called the starhawk um and then his right-hand woman carol tries to destroy it because you know opposite sides of the war oh no you're good Am I good again? Yes, you're yeah, good. We could hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're on. So the whole story sort of revolves around this thing called the Starhawk, which is like this rebel super ship with a super powerful tractor beam. Um, and so you know, obviously the Imperials are trying to figure out where it is, destroy it, and then the rebels are trying to keep it alive. And you play as sort of like an ace pilot rising up in on both sides um obviously two separate pilots and you're part of a five-person squad and you have some pretty neat squad mates along the way and you know you just go on missions and in the end i was actually kind of surprised by the ending here i'm just going to talk about the ending very briefly so hold on i haven't played this oh you haven't played through the game so i won't talk about the ending (laughs) but but it's it's the ending's very interesting um i thought uh for a specific reason i think it's pretty great but you can your main character your main character is pretty characterless which is my only issue with the main wait, wait, story. wait hold on hold on you said his name or you mentioned that his name was james or one of the characters names was james one of the characters names is james james not james yeah. okay james. i was laughing because james is such an it, like it's such an earth name and it, like it's such a british name and was, why would they name a star wars character james but james james is totally a star wars uh, a, a star wars name i'm i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah so yeah it's pretty fun you go on like different missions and you have to either destroy certain objectives you protect different ships you you know you fight alongside your comrades and whatnot and you kind of see is it's really neat because you get a nice view of the new republic and the imperial remnants because you know even though the opening mission takes place after the explosion of alderaan the bulk of the game takes place after episode six so you know emperor's dead and all that and so it's it's really weird to see sort of the imperials and the rebels on more or less even footing you know you always think that the imperials have the upper hand but here you know they're kind of on the on the same level here so that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. um and then along the way there are some a couple of cameos throughout the story not celebrity cameos but character cameos uh you get to see hera harrison doula oh really she's in it yeah she's she's like sort of the main um not one of the main characters but she's like the big uh general sort of in charge of everything so you get to see her in it and then there's one mission you play with wedge and tilly's oh very um, nice uh which was which was pretty cool to see uh yeah there's, there's not really much to say about the the story here you know i mean Right. There's a couple. Most people bought it for the multiplayer. Yeah, most people bought it for the multiplayer. So that's all. I I mean, aside from that, the only things I have to say about the the story is just how 
I was first seeing the Empire because like they're talking about like what to do after the Emperor leaves. You see all these like commanders fighting uh, with each other throughout the story, and there's even talk about reinstating the Imperial Senate, which I always forget is was a thing because you know Palpatine just disbands it pretty quickly. Um, and aside from that, the the only thing I have to say is that the detail they have for the for each like human or alien character model despite the fact that you basically only see them in the story they put a lot of detail into them which is kind of incredible hmm. so Aiden you got anything to add on the main story uh, the only thing I can add is that I'm personally offended by their character model of the pancake face because <laughs> as someone who played Battlefront 2015 and only use the pancake face skin or the Celestine skin if you would rather. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of a disgrace to that to that uh, particular memory or association I, with Star Wars. I didn't notice any pancake faces. Yeah, it's not been looking. There, there are a few. You can get them as a skin too. Oh damn! I gotta do that. So anyway, so let's talk more about the sort of the game in general here then. Um. <laughs> Uh, you get a, as Hayden mentioned, you can sort of customize your guy and your ship, um, which is pretty neat. You know, you can get a bunch of cosmetic options from changing your pilot's uh, species. You can change their, you know, helmets, their suits. Yeah, all customization that. was something they really nailed down with this, and that was what we spent the first uh, probably hour and a half doing of, of actually launching the game and getting into multiplayer after doing that first mission, we just spent obscene amounts of time in the customization menu looking at all the crap that you can get. And, uh, yeah, some of it is kind of strange. Like, you can... <laughs> some of the mixes you can give your character, uh, male voice, female head, and boobs or whatever, but, um... <laughs> or you can... <laughs> there's all kinds of weird stuff. Um, characters whose heads shouldn't fit in their helmets. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, the, you you can really, really mix and match with oh, yeah. this one. I was I was kinda confused because I picked like a male head and then it asked me to pick a body type between male and female. Like, <laughs> right. I, 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 thought, you know, I just figured that if I picked the male head that I would have the male body to go with it, but right. I, I stand I stood corrected in that moment. Um and of course they won points with adding a gonk droid as customization. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can add like little decorations in your cockpit. You can have like a Vader statue, a little yeah, rank. Laser eyes Vader, dude. <laughs> but like the best one by far is gonk droid. <laughs> by far. Um So you wanna I, get into some actual gameplay? Oh yeah, let's get into some actual gameplay here. So, you you have the choice between four different fighters, or four different, yeah, starfighters on each side. For the Rebels, you get the X-Wing, the A-Wing, the Y-Wing, and the U-Wing. And then, for the Imperials, you get the TIE Fighter, TIE Interceptor, TIE Bomber, and TIE Reaper. Which is really cool, because you don't really see the Reaper, like, at all. <laughs> um... And a whole lot of other things. So it was it was really cool to see that, I thought. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say I don't think I've seen it in any other game at least. And 
the gameplay, and I think Hayden will definitely agree with me on this one, is definitely a step up from uh, Battlefront 2 and Battlefront 2015. I love, uh, yep. I love those games, but uh, this one in hey. terms of... This to one in terms fair, of sorry. star fighting is definitely by far the best. Battlefront 2015 holds a very special oh. place in my heart. In terms of um, starfighter star fighter matches, mm-hmm. I actually loved the gameplay in that until they uh, until they made the interceptor just the most broken thing in the game. Um, and it's it's kind of similar to that in a sense. I would say it's more more closely related to the 2015 Starfighter combat than it is the last game, Battlefront 2. Um, and I'm a huge fan of that. One of the biggest issues with Battlefront 2 is you'd have some idiot spinning in a circle until someone else would come and finish you off. Um, you know, you'd fly 10 minutes just to get to the battlefield and spin in a circle for 30 seconds until some random guy kills you. And then you do the whole thing over again. But, um, they really found out some good ways around that, which yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that they, they found a way to fix that because I remember the two of us talking, we were both worried that it was just going to be like a lot of, you know, people mm-hmm. flying in circles, trying not oh, to yeah. get hit, and, you know, same as it was in Battlefront 2, but then it wasn't, and it is so right. good. And you still see some of that, but it's super easy to punish those people quickly for trying it, <laughs> throttle down, go dead stick, and just destroy them as they fly loop-de-loops around you. Yeah, no, there's, and, and this one, what I really like about it, and what really, like, sort of adds to the feels is that there's so much you really have to keep track of while you're flying, you know, you, you can counter your missiles, you can, you gotta keep track of your two abilities, you know, all your teammates, you gotta focus on what you're shooting, you have to lead your shots, because, you know, unlike Battlefront 2, you know, you can't just, it doesn't give you a little circle where the guy is gonna be, you have to actually sort of estimate where he's going to be and when you're right. shot. It gives you a little bit of help with that, so it's not like it's impossible, but yeah, you have to no, know it, where to be aiming. It's it's fair. I think it's it's very fair. It does it so it's not too tricky, but that you can't just, exactly. you know, it doesn't it's tell you exactly where he's going to be. Right, right, right. Um, uh, and then along with that, you also have to divert power between ship, she, I almost said ships, um, shield, laser, and speed, or if you're playing a TIE fighter, just speed and lasers. Um, so you, you know, there's a lot of choice in how you want to play, whether you want to, you know, maximize all your shields, your lasers, your speed, and just play however you want and, and adapt to the situation quickly, despite whichever fighter you chose. That's pretty neat. <laughs> and then, as far as the actual ships go the you know the x-wing and the tie fighter are sort of all around types they're they're my favorites i think they're just good for anything um the a-wing and the interceptor are obviously the best for taking out enemy like star fighters because they're interceptors um and then the y-wing and the bombers are you know the bombers (laughs) and then the u-wing and the reaper are both support ships which I thought was a cool thing to add because you know, in in the other games there wasn't really much support. Everybody was just kind of you know mm-hmm. there, but it's it's yeah. It was, it was an interesting decision to add support ships, and I think it paid off because now you can just heal your buddy while he's right. That's getting, 
belong to strategic advantage to have at least one support on your team. Definitely. um, That's another thing I noticed. A lot of people are pretty conscious of that. When When you're finding a game, people tend to pay more attention to what the loadout is. So you end up having a little bit more fun. You don't, one person doesn't get, or one team doesn't just get steamrolled because their team is a bunch of idiots all, all doing the same thing, all running Interceptor or something, um, which I also like. However, there are some grievances I have with some of the ships too. Mm-hmm. Um, I will notice, uh, or I will note, A-wings are still ridiculously broken. Uh, they're the smallest ship in the game they have uh, great shields they have shields period actually I should say Um, and they're some of the fastest ships in the game which it's it's ridiculous and a lot of people play them so you know every now and then you'll come across a team of all A-wings and they still flatten you because you can't shoot them Um, yeah that's the that's thing is the you know the interceptors and the a-wings since they're specifically designed to take out enemy ships right. they sort of have an advantage over you know right, which is why it doesn't the fighter the bomber the a-wing a shield mm-hmm. and then um, especially in you know like for the dogfight mode i think especially that in the fleet battle it's not as bad um because in the for those who don't know, the game has two game modes, fleet battles and dogfights. Um, in the dogfight mode, the A-Wings and the Interceptors are both, you know, pretty dominant. But in the fleet battle, I think it's a little bit more balanced because the objective of the fleet battle is to take out, like, an enemy capital ship. And so the A-Wings and the Interceptors, I find, don't deal as much damage to, you know, all the, like, subsystems and the ship holes and whatnot, so ship holes okay you know what (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's that's another thing i wish they i don't know i wish they had come out with more game modes but the only issue with saying that is then people say like what and i can't come up with something off the top of my head (laughs) um but it would have been nice to have a little more content Mm -hmm. um or just like a little bit of tweaking with some of the stuff and the game would have been much better. I still love the game as it is, mm-hmm. but I think in some ways it feels a little bit rushed. Um, so they they could have done a little bit better. Yeah, no, the fact that my main issue with the game is exactly that, that there are only two game modes. You have your dogfights where it's just two squads of five go up against each other and try to take each other out. Um, first to, you know, I think it's 30 kills wins, something like that. Uh, yeah, it is. It's um, and then there's fleet battles where I already mentioned your objective is to take out another, an enemy capital ship. Um, and then you have those two in the story and then that's, that's yeah, your game. It's kind of, um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they only made the game $40 because that's, you know, it's less than you, cause it's, it's less of a game than you would normally pay for, but so it deserves a lower price, but I, I still think that only two game modes is a little bit of an issue. Right. But I also can't think of uh, something else to add. <laughs> uh, I got something to say when it comes to the fleet battles, which are, so fleet battles are ranked for whatever reason. That's a ranked I forgot game about mode. that. They yeah. Um, <laughs> for God knows what reason. But um, so when they score the matches, if someone leaves 
during any part of the game, the, it's not scored, or sometimes it's not scored, and you don't get any penalty against your rank mm-hmm. for people who care about that. Um, but it also means you don't level up. And the game apparently has been having some issues on launch with people getting removed from games. Um, mm-hmm. I had this, it happened to me once, we were, I don't remember if you were there, but we were queuing up. I don't think and, so. Uh, we had been through like seven or eight fleet care or fleet whatever matches. I don't even remember the name of the game mode. And um, each one, somebody had left, so none of them mattered, and we didn't get any. We didn't get any. Experience yeah, no, people that. people leave pretty often. I right the the times where where we have played together, there's almost always at least one person on either team that the leaves part way through the match at least and so yeah. it's kind of a pain and we were um, talking about that we, we were saying there should have been you know some kind of penalty because it just says leavers will be scored as losers which is mm-hmm. kind of fun to say but it, it it just means that there's no real penalty for them mm-hmm. um but then i actually got booted from a couple matches it was complaining about some server error and i realized that that had been happening to a lot of people and I guess that must be why people or so many people are getting removed because it happened to me a couple times in a row. Uh, let me see exactly. Yeah, it said loading of the level timed out. You were removed from the game. Please try again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I couldn't rejoin. Couldn't do anything like that. And my the guy I was flying with North, he got um, he got out of the game mode. And then. Uh, for whatever reason, this time he got a penalty where it said he was placed in the low priority match or the low quality matchmaking queue or something, uh, which was a hoot until we realized that it meant we couldn't find games for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it seems a little inconsistent with that, and that's a little frustrating, especially when you have no control over it, but you also can't rejoin a match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it took us four games after that to get <laughs> of leaving and rejoining uh, just to get back on track so we could play together. So something's a little wonky with the uh, squad system too. Um, yeah, the game the game can be a little buggy here and there, which is really a shame. But it, are, it is. Are, are, are the bugs like distract like big enough to distract from the overall gameplay, or are they more it's, minor than not? I've never found a huge bug in um in the actual matches although mm-hmm. the only thing i've come across in the last two games there's been an issue with you it says you collide with something in midair right and you know you blow up because you ran yeah. into something <laughs> um last few games i've run into nothing and i just spontaneously combust um and that's happened to me twice so far on this game uh i don't know if that's a bug or there's just invisible debris floating around or whatever but um Maybe you're just not that. seeing what you're crashing into, Ada, and that's why you yeah, crashed into I it. I don't need this from you. <laughs> I'm not um, going to be ridiculed on my flying ability. No, but when when you finally do get, especially if you can get four friends on, and you all, you know, fly out as a squad, and, you know, each of you is on your own different ship type, and, you know, you work together, you coordinate, and take out the other guys. It's a very... It, it's a very it, satisfying. It feels great it is such a good feeling and in Um, my opinion that makes up for all the other crap that i have to put up with definitely i think so too um it's 
And the game actually takes up a lot less space than I thought it would, because it only takes up like 20 gigabytes of space. Which, uh, 120. Yeah, I know. Battlefront 2, for comparison, is 120 gigabytes. And dear God, that's way too much. Uh, So, I was pleasantly surprised to see 20 gigabytes on this one. And, yeah. So, it's a pretty fun game. You fly around. You shoot a bunch of guys, you get some friends on, you form a squad. Every Everything is around a squad of five. I don't think I ever said that, but everything, every single game mode, the story, the dogfights, the fleet battles, it's always five against five, and it is great. <laughs> I think, I don't know why five is such a good number, but it is. <laughs> well, five plus five equals ten, so, you know. That is true, yeah. for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's even more humorous because squadrons and playing with five people. So that's I'm not gonna lie. That's all I really had uh, to say. There's, uh, there's not really a whole lot. You know, like I said, it's it's you know there's two game modes. There's a story. There's not really much. I will add part of the reason yeah. I'm so excited over it could just be because we've been without good new star wars content for a while we've been deprived mm. of that so well i don't know we've had fallen order and fun. a couple of battlefront 2 updates that were really good so a couple of battlefront 2 updates that were really bad too that's true but <laughs> oh uh, yeah no so the yeah no, there's there's definitely been we we talked about this with dr wright actually when we had him on how like but you know there's not like a steady stream of good especially star wars games coming out you know so this even though it wasn't much of a game it was still a nice pleasant little surprise because this one only got announced like a couple months ago right you know yeah. Back in, yeah yeah it got announced i think back in may or so which is partly why i'm still convinced it was a little rushed mm-hmm yeah, so they announced it back in May. For reference, like, a video game usually gets announced, like, a year or so in advance. Um, so, sometimes more. Um, yeah. But, you know, it was a nice little game that, you know, kind of surprised me back in May. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't even sure that it was a game when I first saw Star Wars Squadrons. Um, but when I found out that it was going to be, like, an actual, you know, it wasn't just, like, an add-on or anything. It was, like, its own proper game i was like oh this sounds pretty neat and you know it's more or less with what i was expecting it was it's very enjoyable experience and especially if you can get some friends on then it's it's definitely well worth it mm. oh speaking of battlefront 2 i was just reminded i was talking to um another person i play with nick uh mm. we were playing battlefront and we had run into a, uh, a bunch of people several matches in a row um, which were just people, they were people who were kind of new, but not, not new enough. So they knew how to play the game, but they didn't know the etiquette of the game. Mm-hmm. And we came to the conclusion, which makes a ton of sense to me that, um, all the good people who played Battlefront 2, especially heroes versus villains had moved on to squadrons. So that's one of my, um, one of my other issues with it is that it's detracted from the other Star Wars games. Uh, which I enjoy playing every now and then. Mm. You know, now I don't enjoy myself as much because I 
you know with, yeah. with every new star wars game that uh it sort of thins out the 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 player base of the other of the other ones like same thing happened with battlefront 2 in 2015 mm. so, i think that's just that player base thank christ is still alive to this mm-hmm. day and that is that is a game that is very calming to me <laughs> ironically <laughs> i was pissed off last night and got on played bespin for two hours and then got off i forgot how much fun it was so that i think uh is star wars squadrons this was unless you have anything else to add uh hayden i got nothing i think we pretty any any questions rowan i don't have a question but i would like to say that um i did so when the game came out i listened to the soundtrack it is a pretty damn good soundtrack you know like 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 for a like for a game like that's pretty great yep no a lot a lot of a lot of games usually have like some pretty solid soundtracks but this you know this one has like that nice sort of star wars yeah star wars is known for having great soundtrack so you know this it it delivers everything you'd sort of expect from from a game like this i think oh yeah i've been sitting in the menu or i have many nights just sitting in the menus listening to the uh listening to the soundtrack and the main menu music while i wait for people to join me mm-hmm. and um i like the soundtrack especially because it it um i don't know if any of you guys have played war thunder but not, not right. it has it has this style of music yeah i know sue me it's a to play crappy game um but the main menu music is similar it has this kind of style that i've come to associate particularly with aviation flying old world war ii planes and um the squadron soundtrack has emulated that very well which i find fitting because star wars was a lot of world war ii stuff so it's um yeah it's very cool it's it reminds me a lot it's very reminiscent of uh, flying in particular it sounds sounds great so um yeah so star wars squadrons if you are a gamer and a star wars fan you should buy it uh i'm not particularly a gamer and i don't have a gaming system so i'm not gonna buy it um but maybe i'll play it with someone else eventually maybe i'll learn how to properly game if we weren't in the middle of a of a lockdown i would have invited you over oh yeah for sure at least try out a couple of rounds yeah yeah important well cross play cross play pc can play with ps4 and Mm -hmm. xbox you have a brand new computer that can handle oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this brand new computer can handle anything like literally (laughs) anything just 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 like my own computer my own computer can handle anything too Uh, my my own computer's great guys it's great it's great uh, yeah. Macs are notorious for being great gaming computers. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> this bit oh. has gone on too long. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, before we wrap up, Sebastian, I just want to say, uh, for those of you watching this on video, throughout the, almost this whole thing, I've just been staring at your wimpy kid uh, little little hair spring <laughs> at the top of your head. It's all <laughs> That's all I can think of, and I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just I just wanted to point that out. I had to. I had to. Uh, but... It doesn't go away either. <laughs> it just stays. It's just destiny at this point. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, Star Wars Squadrons. 
you, you should uh, if you're interested I'd say get it it's it costs less than the average game yeah and you know it's crossplay which is all you really need to know about games these days so yeah this is um this is across the stars I'm Sebastian Rickahoff my name is Roman Wood and this is Hayden Kincaid That's hooray toodle. and we'll be back next week with another episode <laughs>